0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average twelve month savings of seven hundred forty four dollars by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June twenty twenty two and May twenty twenty three. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
1: And you've been you've been cutting it close with the show lately. I mean, it's it's been a lot of you know six fifty eight and thirty seconds before you walk into the, your little studio there. Here's what's happened.
0: I've been waking up
1: earlier. I'm better off waking up at 10 minutes till 7 than waking up at 6.10 like I did today. Let's do an experiment called Mikey Gets Up at 6.50 one day and see if he get how he looks for the 7 a.m. show.
0: I well, don't know what that was. What I, was I, that?
1: I hope, I mean... Listen, EJ is usually a magician with what he does. I guess that was supposed to be tired, Mike Florio. I don't know, I, no, but but I, to me, the Freddy Freddy Krueger is more what I was no. thinking. I mean, you look like Freddy Krueger. That's who you really look like. Yeah, I hope that, you never get that tired. tired that you look like that. I, that's what I hope.
0: That's not. That's not. That's not tired. That's deceased for an extended period of time. <laughs> that's decomposing. Oh, so thanks gosh. EJ thanks for nothing EJ, yeah way to go
1: help. EJ way to go way to make him look uglier perfect I love it thanks. I love it thank you so much and so wait so I mean you have been cutting it close well documented you you're, you're mister you wouldn't make it on Tom have Copeland's I been late team. have I been late no I don't care no, well you're I late for Tom, Tom Cobb's Coughlin. meetings you're you're late for them if you want to <laughs> if you want to do that um no you That's have right. not been late you have not been late uh also so how did last night go Last night was fine. Yeah. Last
0: night was perfectly fine. Well, what do you tell
1: everybody. Tell the audience what you're up to. Yeah, there we go. Come on. Well, I mean, buck I, up, Bart. I, Let's go. I, I had to. I like that, by the way.
0: <laughs> EJ's partially redeemed himself, although it's going to take a long time for him to fully <laughs> get back in my good graces. I You you know, there's a bad word in there that <laughs> probably should be blurred. All right. It's not blurred. It's not blurred in my feed. That's for damn sure. Uh, I, I, you know, simple poll question. Uh, I wanted to know whether or not I should have some whiskey and a big cigar to celebrate the release of Playmakers. There were three options, all of which ended in yes. Uh, Increasingly profane in nature. I almost added a fourth one with Chris's favorite word, yes. And I went down to the barn. I didn't overdo it. I got to work today. My obligation primarily is to PFT and to this program. I got my sleep. I've been waking up earlier than usual this week because it is free agency. It didn't dawn on me how stupid it was to release a book Smack dab in the middle of free agency, like, hey, it's our busiest time of the year, so we'll get maximum exposure at PFT for the book. Oh, wait, it's our busiest time of the year. I'm doing 30 media appearances this week to push the book while also spinning all of the free agency plates. That probably wasn't a
1: good idea. No, I but know. But I've never It's, been it's rich people problems, and nobody well. cares. And cry me a river, Justin Timberlake. I mean, you want to be Bobby Big Time and write books and do TV shows and crap. Sorry, I mean, sorry, it comes with the territory, Mr. Playmakers, how the NFL really works and doesn't.
0: <laughs> by the way, by the way, sources close to me tell me that a fairly sizable shipment of copies of Playmakers showed up at a certain address on Park Avenue yesterday. Wow, is
1: that right? You trolling the NFL, sending them books, uh, telling them No, read
0: no, 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 they bought them. <laughs> they, bought they bought them. them. Thank wow. you.
1: Wow. I, I don't know, I don't know.
0: I can't verify it.
1: Wait, unverified. Wait. Unverified hey, rumors. All those people at 345 of, uh, Park. Books. You can't buy your way into Mike Florio's heart. You can't do that. That's not going to happen. Then we'll get them to trying to kiss your butt, so you won't write so many bad articles all the time. It's not going to work, or, or everybody over got, there. Or they've got dartboards there that they want to wrap with the, oh, the jacket.
0: No doubt, playmaker. I, I gotta think you're on well.
1: some, you know, punching dummy, and there's a face of you pl- plastered on there. Not the face that. EJ just made, that one would be a little too much, but yeah, something. Maybe that. that's the
0: after <laughs> That's the, on after the dummy
1: <laughs> at league headquarters
0: that they've been punching, stabbing, kicking, and otherwise defiling over, I don't know, based on that image, 50 years. Uh, back to when I was a kid and was just simply a fan of the NFL. So anyway, everything's everything is is going fine. And I did make it at 6.58 today. Yes, P- I did. I, but I made it. I ha- I have not been late. I will not be late. Watch. I'll be late tomorrow. All right. Um, it is PFT Live. We are with you here on Peacock, Sirius XM 85. Podcast audience, hello to you. Our good friends on Sky Sports watching in the UK and Ireland. They're upset with me because the book won't be released there until April. I can't control that. I'm getting emails from people. And, and, and look, I love all of you for buying the book. But I don't know what the purpose is of complaining directly to me that you haven't gotten it yet. I don't work for Amazon. I can't can't make it get to your house any faster than it is. I appreciate the fact that you're anxious. I appreciate the fact that you're impatient. Once I sign off on the final copy, that's it. It's out of my hands. I don't make the books. I don't ship them out. I don't drop them on your front door. I'm impressed that you think I have some sort of influence. That there's someone I can call and say, "Hey, could you get Joe's copy of Playmakers to him a little bit faster?" I I, I really am honored. They think that you know you Jeff Bezos, I can do that. man.
1: You got him on the speed I, dial. You know, it's your buddy. It's you know, rich people hang out yeah. together. It's uh, they probably think, that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he they do have that cheap card to rock Bezos. in his house. That's for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: No. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's get to the program. And um, what we need to focus on today, right out of the gates, this is the the byproduct, the natural and understandable byproduct of the Cleveland Browns, whose franchise quarterback supposedly is Baker Mayfield, flirting openly with Deshaun Watson. Baker Mayfield released a statement last night on Twitter. That says, among other things, not I'm going to read all this, the past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning, which means look for the hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We have made many memories and shared growing in this process through the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next which is the meaning behind the silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can control, which is trusting in God's plan throughout the process, etc. That's, that's Pete's way of telling me to move on. So, anyway, that's what uh, Mayfield had to say. I didn't realize there was a second page to it. I just thought it was one page. I haven't seen the second page. I guess I need to go back and update my post from last night because I only quoted the first page. Bottom line is, he knows that things are uncertain. He acknowledges... Things are uncertain. I feel like he was compelled to say something, and this is the product of a PR team taking his first draft, which I would love to see, Chris, and honing it into something that was worthy of being posted on Twitter because he's surely upset with what's going on because we've all been led to believe he's their guy for 2022, that he's getting another chance to redeem himself and earn the contract he's yet to be paid. Now it looks like they are seriously considering the possibility of throwing him overboard and what can you do what can you do that's life in the NFL it's a meritocracy if you're not playing well enough your team's going to move on to somebody else and I've said it time and again based upon what we've seen from Baker Mayfield what we've heard from Baker Mayfield publicly I think it's safe to assume he's kind of a pain in the butt for the Browns behind the scenes and they may just have gotten to the point where they've had enough all things considered yeah Right. On-field play, because certain guys are are good enough that you tolerate them being a pain in the butt, like Aaron Rodgers. No question. But all things considered, we're going to consider our options at quarterback.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think I think the thing that jumps out to me more than anything yesterday. I mean, one, hey, we were surprised about hey, Deshaun Watson's going to be interviewed by the Browns. I know that was big news to us forty-eight hours, uh, forty-eight hours ago. Obviously, there was some interest in Deshaun Watson. I think we could all kind of justify going, okay, I get that. Yeah, they got a quarterback, but hey, Deshaun Watson, if you got a chance to get him, you, you take your chances. You take your shots, definitely. But I feel like what we learned in the last 24 hours that was a little surprising to me more than anything was the fact that uh, it, Deshaun Watson or not, it looks like they could trade him. That, that life is you know sitting on the edge there as far as Cleveland Browns and Baker Mayfield still being together and that there is more options on the table. So I think that's what the interesting thing, at least the, the revelation that came out over the last 24 hours, you thought, oh, well, maybe something with Deshaun Watson might happen, but then you started to hear more and more things as the day went on yesterday to go, oh, wait, I mean, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't happen, something might happen to Baker Mayfield, and I think that gave us a real big inkling into Cleveland's mindset right now. You know, you said it right. I think it's, it's fair to assess, and we both heard rumors, that I think Baker could be a little bit of a pain in the butt. Yes, then, all right, if you're a pain in the butt, you better be a baller on the field. We've had moments of being baller, but not consistency throughout that. And then, of course, there's the contract stuff that's coming up as well. So I think they're looking at all of that and trying to assess the situation, and that's why life is iffy for, for Baker Mayfield right now in Cleveland.
0: Well, it's $18.8 million, fully guaranteed his salary this year as the fifth-year option on his rookie contract. And we had kicked around the idea that maybe it would be Baker Mayfield going yeah. to Texans. There's a report out there that Texans don't want Baker Mayfield, so they'd have to find another destination for Mayfield. And I don't know what that would be. Would it be the Colts? It's only $18.8 million. It's not a huge financial investment. No, it's, but, it's great. But, right but you got to think about what you're going to do next.
1: Then no, question. whatever
0: Mayfield is expecting from the Browns Mayfield may be expecting from his next team. Mayfield may not be inclined to, to just play for 18.8 million. See, that's the other side of it too, even if a quarterback doesn't have a no trade clause, because yes, the no trade clause provides the ultimate hammer for Russell Wilson last week for Deshaun Watson this week. But if you're trying to get a quarterback, yeah, If you want a guy who's going to be your franchise guy, who's going to show up early, stay late, do all the things that franchise quarterbacks do, hold teammates accountable, show leadership, be an extension of management in the locker room, and and go above and beyond punching the clock like most other players do, although plenty of players are there as well beyond the normal working hours, but your franchise quarterback has to be all in. Or you're never going to be as successful as you need to be. You don't want a guy who doesn't want to be there. So, you yeah. know, if if the, if the Colts would be interested in Mayfield, and I just throw out the Colts because they have a glaring hole right Huge now at hole, the top right. of the depth chart, right? And and they were interested supposedly in in Watson, and the Texans wouldn't let them talk to him. But I I, I would think that the Colts would at least kick it around, but Mayfield may want a new contract on the way in the door. You know, it's kind of the Carson Wentz dynamic. It where a He's bit. getting kicked out yeah. of his current team. He wants to be able to ride into the new city as a victor, not as a beaten man. Yeah. And the way you do that is you get a contract that pays you $35, 40000000 a year on the way in the door.
1: Yeah, but you know the name you brought up is why you'd say caution, 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 don't do it. Because you might get on that new team, and that new team might go, you know what? There's a reason that last team got rid of him. He's kind of a pain in the butt or has his issues or whatever. The play can be all over the place, and we got to deal with that. So that's where you're right. It's going to make things very... Interesting. I think it's going to make the trade hard to happen because of that kind of unknown little aspect of this whole thing. What, what what happens after next year? You know. And then, yes, you're right. What's he going to expect? The Colts are the obvious team. All the teams that are really you know involved for Deshaun Watson to a degree. I mean, you know, I, I, yeah, the Colts. Bam, that hits you right in the face. You would think the Carolina Panthers, if they can't pull off Deshaun Watson, that they might be dabbling in this conversation with Baker Mayfield. And that goes for the New Orleans Saints too. I mean, I I could see all those teams that we've talked about, or at least connected to Deshaun Watson, if they're left out in the dark. I I certainly could see them calling Cleveland and going, "Okay, so now what's the deal with Baker Mayfield? Can we make something happen here?"
0: Wouldn't that be something if the Panthers ended up with Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, (laughs) both in their fifth-year options, right? Both. Top three picks in the 2018 draft, both making an identical 18.8 million dollars, fully guaranteed in 2022. That would be something because then the Panthers would have to offload Sam Donald. I mean, this is kind of like quarterback hot. It potato. really is. You don't once, know what can happen once after. Once we know, yeah. right? Yeah. Once we know where Watson is going, there's going to be this cascading of of quarterbacks who aren't. A listers as they get passed around until the dust settles on Mayfield and Darnold and just whatever else happens as it all comes to some sort of a of a final resting spot but you have to wonder Chris do the Browns already have something lined up and yeah. and is it as complicated as okay if you know you've got these four te- we know of four teams that have met or will meet with Watson, and more on that in a second. I, that process that the Texans have put in place, but it's Saints, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. Now I don't know what the hell the Falcons are doing. I really, I really don't. Yeah, they were the shocker because you, of, of all teams, you can't do that. You can't do that trade before June one. Maybe it's a post June one trade, right? That would send Matt Ryan somewhere, maybe to Houston, and would send Watson to the Falcons because it's a fifty-five million dollar cap charge if you trade Matt Ryan before. June 1. How do you do that? And how do you absorb Deshaun Watson's contract? And how do you have a team around the quarterback if you try to pull something like that off? Right. But you have to wonder whether or not the Browns have had discussions that, you know, well, if this happens, then we're going to do this trade. If this happens, we're going to do this trade. I mean, I just can't imagine Baker Mayfield staying with the Browns after they have gone
1: all in for Deshaun Watson. That doesn't work for anybody at no, this point. No, no, no. There's got to be, you know, at least some conversations going on. I think that's what the statement kind of that Baker Mayfield released lets you know a little too. You know, basically he's letting you know that, you know, there's a lot of action going on behind the scenes here. My agents, we all know about it. And, you know, he's letting you know. I'm, I'm not even sure. If, you know, I don't know what I'm, what's gonna what's going to happen here over the next, you know, 48 hours or whatever. I think it's all up in the air, and here's the question I got for you, Mike. Like, you know, and I, I have no answer. I just, I I really wonder. Do you think this is a, you know, just hey, the contract situation? It's not going the right way. You know, he's he's going to ask for too much money. So let's just abandon ship now and and try to you know go to Plan B at quarterback, or is it just hey we're kind of sick of him and we don't think he's the guy anymore, or is it all of it combined? You know that that's 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 where I'm uh, you know interested too to just where the mindset of the Cleveland Browns is around Baker Mayfield. I understand you want Watson more than Mayfield. I can get that, but the way it's been made you know to all of us here the last 24 hours is is you know again if Watson's not there. It still looks like they might get rid of him. And that's, that's where, you know, what do you think? Well, I think it's all things considered, yeah. all things combined. Yeah. And re- remember last
0: March when the Steelers worked out a deal to keep Ben Roethlisberger for one more year? We said they had enough distance from the season that they were able to delude themselves into thinking if they just right. take care of this deficiency like get a running back in round one yeah if they just do this if they just do that right. if all these things work out we can run it back and maybe do better than we did last year when we started 11 and they did get back to the playoffs so you got to give them credit for that they got as far as they did in 2021 as they did in 2020 i had to kiss a mod ben for Roth's
1: feet perfect. i mean come on they got right. it damn it <laughs>
0: now now maybe the browns who entered the offseason with the idea, we got Baker Mayfield for one year. $18.8 million is a reasonable price to pay for a starting quarterback in there today's you. NFL. Let's just see what happens this year, and then we'll decide at some point during or after the season whether or not we keep Baker Mayfield. And maybe they had a chance to think that through and talk it through and realize there's no good outcome to this. Because even if Baker Mayfield has a 2018 or 2020 type performance, are we really gonna pay him forty million a year knowing that twenty twenty-three could be like twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one? Right. So, you know, if 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 you're not ready to plant the flag that says this guy's a franchise quarterback, one more year is not going to make you any more confident that he is the year-in-and-year-out long-term guy that makes you a contender. So why are you going to pay that kind of money to a guy where you may be, you may be feeling like the Rams did about Jared Goff after a couple of years? You know, this could be, and we've been waiting for the team that draws the line in the sand to a guy that's been good enough to justify a second contract and say, we're not doing it because you want too much. Right. And Mayfield may be, the first guy, where that's really kind of what the team's doing. This is what it looks like when the team does that. They try to offload him in his option year. They try to they try to find someone to take him while they try to find an upgrade. It, it's, it's clumsy, and it's awkward, and it's ugly as it happens. But that's what happens when you get to this point. Because the other alternative is you let him play in 2022. He plays really well. But you've already decided we're moving on after the season, but he played really well. you got a lot of people in Cleveland that are going to be saying, what the hell are you doing? No doubt. How are you letting this guy go? Right. So you avoid that by moving on before he has a chance to play so well in 2022 that you get backed into a corner and you have to give him a big contract. I think that's what they've concluded after having four,
1: six, eight weeks to think about. Where they are and where they want to go. Yeah, I understand those questions. Uh, like we've talked about a lot before, consistency is a a real question with Baker Mayfield. Let alone, yes, seems like he can be a little bit of a handful. We know that uh, the money. Yeah, it's a it's a huge investment with a team that I think you know. Another piece of the puzzle is with a team that's not quarterback centric. That's and they're not going to be. That's not what they are. So what if know, they have Watson? What. Well, if they have Watson, yes, it'll be a little bit more about the quarterback, certainly, but I think they also look at it if they don't get Watson and they don't want to overpay Baker Mayfield. Hey, we know we want a good quarterback, but the mantra of their team is the running game and what they do through that. So maybe that's where they look at it, too, to go, you know, we don't want to break a bank, break the bank for a guy that we don't feel like is going to take our offense to the next level. He's just a piece of the puzzle of the offense. Watson, yes, that's, you know, they obviously, obviously feel different, but for the current price, they're going to get them at, they're probably looking at it going, wait, Deshaun Watson, you know, he, he's going to cost the same as Baker Mayfield. There may be less, let alone he's more talented. So, you know, I, I could see, you know, how you kind of laid that out there being a part of the, the Cleveland Brown brass mindset there. Certainly, uh, I can, and, and. You know, I would be, I would be cautious too, certainly about, you know, giving Baker Mayfield big money. He would be another guy that I would throw in there and just go, nope, I need to see another year. Can he stay healthy? You know, can he put together a full season to what we saw at the end of the 2020 season when they went into the playoffs and almost beat Kansas City? Or is it going to be the guy we saw, you know, in 2019 or, you know, like this year at moments where it was all over the place? And that's, that's a, a big question mark. And you know, I think it's very up in the air at this point as far as the evaluation of Baker Mayfield goes. Yesterday, I thought
0: that the Browns don't make a move for Deshaun Watson unless they're damn sure they're going to get him because they're going to have a huge mess on the back end with Baker Mayfield. That's what I thought. Yeah. That they must be awfully confident. Right. That they're going to convince Deshaun Watson to play for the Browns. Now I'm thinking that they just don't care. Yeah. It does. That we're going to shoot our shot with Deshaun Watson. Right. And, yeah. and 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 that is our process of commencing the divorce proceedings with Baker Mayfield. The fan base now knows Baker now knows everyone now knows, you know, we didn't mention the Seattle Seahawks as a potential destination for Baker Mayfield. That could make sense, right? Would say that Lock or Baker Mayfield. We hadn't talked about the Seahawks, Seahawks yeah, Seattle, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's other teams out there. I need to pull out the full 32 team configuration and start. Yeah. You know, there, there's a few possible destinations. And, Maybe this is just about letting people know that the Browns really are, despite all the reports. And, you know, like the Browns expect Baker Mayfield to be back. You know, that's why I always say don't pay any attention to that crap, because there's always an agenda behind it. And they're never going to come out and say, God, we can't wait to get rid of this guy because you're never going to maximize your trade value if you act like you can't wait to get rid of him. So uh, I think this is a long time coming. And I think they're very concerned about paying this guy market value or close to it. Right. And having him continue to be one good year, one bad year, one good year, one bad year. That's not good enough
1: for franchise quarterback money. Maybe it's good
0: enough for twenty five, thirty million a year. Yeah, that's what but, it
1: right. but that, he don't want that. Right. No, it doesn't seem like he wants that. that. That that to me is about where you draw the line though in the sand, right? That's that's what I would do. You know, again, that's what we've been talking about. I think when we get into these quarterbacks that we go wait, they're around, you know, the the midway point as far as quarterbacks in the NFL, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, that group of guys, they don't deserve 35 and 38 and $40 million a year. You know, they're not worthy. Their play doesn't justify that money. And I I think that's what teams are, you know, to to give ourselves some credit and finally realized and, and figured it out a little bit. And he certainly is one of those guys that, hey, there's talent. You see potential. You know, but we've seen a pain in the butt behind the microphone in the podium. We've heard other rumors about the locker room itself. You know, there's you know, again the you know, the the size, the the injuries certainly, and like you said, not only inconsistent play, but you know, play where it's decision-making, it's mechanics, it's a little bit of everything where you're just like, damn, okay, wait, this week he's stepping over here, throwing here, the ball's intercepted. Next week it's like, what is he looking at? So I, I understand them, you know, questioning this, certainly. Uh, and, yes, that that's to Mike. The point you made, though, is what the most shocking thing was yesterday, like where it wasn't about Deshaun Watson. We found out yesterday that it just feels like Cleveland's not sure what the hell to do with Baker Mayfield, and they're kind of sick of that baker mayfield era and are willing to make a move if anything can you know pop to them and make sense for their team
0: yeah they're looking for a way out and getting into the deshaun watson sweepstakes is the commencement of a way out of baker mayfield whether they get watson or not everyone now knows that mayfield is available all right so we've talked about the colts the panthers the saints yeah Clearly, the Colts aren't getting Deshaun Watson. The Panthers or the Saints or both may not get Deshaun Watson, so they could be in play for Baker Mayfield. I mentioned Seattle. We've talked previously about Baker Mayfield to the Raiders because Josh McDaniels loved him back in 2018. Now, what have the four years that have ensued at the NFL level done to the perception of Baker Mayfield? Because we've got a lot more NFL film on Baker Mayfield than we have college film. So Josh McDaniels may feel differently than he did in 2018, but he did really like him in 2018. And as you said yesterday, Derek Carr greater than sign Baker Mayfield.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's no, there's no question right now. I mean, Derek Carr has played two seasons in a row of, like, really high-level football. I mean, really. I mean, he doesn't get the credit he deserves. Derek Carr is a top-tenish quarterback. You don't trade him for a guy like Baker Mayfield who has – you know, potential to be a top 10-ish quarterback. But, you know, again, there's a lot of question marks behind that as well. So I don't look at that as being a possible avenue. I think you kind of, we, you kind of said it, the Colts, the Saints, the Panthers, you know, Houston not being interested, that that's a shocker in itself, the fact that they want to go with, D, uh, you know, Davis Mills. But then after that, like, I don't think Baker Mayfield is going to make The Philadelphia Eagles go, oh, wait, maybe we want him instead of Jalen Hurts. I don't think that happens. I think it's a limited list after you get through the the Colts, Saints, and Panthers. And, you know, I know you said Seattle, but after that, I don't know if there's any other team that really jumps out to me to go, ooh, that makes sense at least. How about Baker Mayfield as an alternative to a certain
0: Michael McCorkle, a.k.a. Mac Jones in New England? Because... Because if McDaniels was in on Baker Mayfield in 2018, ipso facto, Bill Belichick, I have no idea if that fits there, but it sounds good, would have been in on Baker Mayfield in 2018. If you could get Mayfield at a bargain contract, bring him to New England, iron out the rough spots, indoctrinate him in the Patriot way, make him one of the Stepford Patriots, could you see Belichick? Wouldn't that be a stunner? After Mac Jones was good enough good enough, not great, but good enough to run that offense.
1: Do you think Belichick would have any attraction whatsoever to Baker Mayfield? Absolutely not. No way. No way. Just again, they're excited about Mac Jones. He was a rookie. He ran that offense better than any rookie has ever run it ever. Uh, They, they, they had a time there where we were looking at it going, damn, he's good. He's special. The Patriots are the best team in football for like a three or four week period. And, I don't think they're the type of team that you know upset the what is it the apple cart is that what they say you know yes it, very well right, done. which I don't know what the hell that means upset the apple cart we that need the of that, that means to make it more that snake. means yeah. a
0: cart of apples right.
1: that gets upset yeah that's
0: what it means okay all it right. doesn't mean make it it doesn't mean make it make it <laughs> emotional yeah it means
1: turn it upside down okay yes. <laughs> okay yeah, yeah so And spill the apples everywhere I, I don't yes. think I don't think Bill would do that. To you know, upset the apple court, or the, or the apple cart, or uh, the chemistry of the football team, or even have you know that question lingering behind Mac Jones if he had a bad game or two. To now, where the Boston media starts, you know, going play Baker Mayfield, you know, I don't, I, that 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 doesn't make sense to me, at least you know from what I've seen in history through New, uh, in New England. As the saying goes, one bad apple doesn't upset the apple cart. All right.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, it, really, really. I, who's going to want Baker Mayfield? I think the Colts or or Panthers or Saints. That's it. I, that's I think that's I mean. it. End of I the day. So that's it. Right. That's where there's an upgrade. How? But you know what? In the past. Yeah. And I don't think they can pull it off because of the golf contract. Mayfield kind of has that. You know what Dan Campbell is trying to infuse yeah, I the Lions hear you. right now. I He's hear you. got that edge. Right. If you can just control it internally and unleash it externally, Mayfield I remember kind of speculating last year, boy, if the Browns don't want Baker Mayfield, the Lions would make some sense.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely some, you know, attitude crossover there where you'd go, Yeah, that that does make sense. He's edgy. Uh, I certainly would take him over Jared Goff. That I that is no question. That would be an upgrade for the Detroit Lions. But like you have said, Detroit's stuck. They're stuck right now with the Jared Goff situation. I mean, it's 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 a lot of money still on the plate there. So I don't imagine that happening. And uh, I think they're going to try to look for some sort of quarterback for the future, maybe through the draft. Detroit could be that team.
0: Jimmy Garoppolo at $25 million this year, yeah. final year of his contract. Uh-huh. Baker Mayfield at $18.8 this year, final year of his contract. Who are you taking? All things equal. Trade value the same. Everything else the same. Obviously, $7 million, $6 million difference in
1: salary. Which guy are you taking? Ooh, I'd take Baker Mayfield, honestly. I would. I, 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 and that, people might be surprised by that. I don't know. Are you surprised by that? Baker Mayfield, uh, again, do I think he could do what Jimmy Garoppolo did in San Francisco? Absolutely. And then I think he could do more. I mean, he's got a bigger arm. He's a better athlete. He just hasn't been in those situations yet. And been taught by a guy like Kyle Shanahan and Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. You know, he's still in, he, again with Baker Mayfield, where I will defend him. And I mean, it was three different coaches to start his career. Uh, you know, the, the 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 options at receiver the, were not great. Now, some of that might have been because of him and Odell Beckham Jr. and all of that. You know, again, it didn't seem like too many people in that locker room were mad at Odell and what he did to get out of there. I think that says a lot. You know, that, that basically the team was like, well, there's a little blame to go on the other side, too. He's in our locker room, but we can't say it because he's in our locker room. So, uh, yes, but purely on the field, I'm taking Baker over Jimmy Garoppolo, Mike.
0: How about Baker for Jimmy G straight up, final year of their contract, so Baker becomes a one-year placeholder in san francisco while trey lance continues to develop is
1: that kooky talk i i I mean you know in theory it's it's okay i mean trey lance is still in a raw to a degree but no i think the time is now i I wouldn't do that i would not i would you got to go with trey lance You, you traded three first round picks for him you know okay if you got tom brady sure i can understand that that, that may be. But now it, it's time to go. And like we've talked about with Trey Lance, it's a guy that has lacked reps and playing experience as is. They got to get him out there playing football here. He can't be sitting on the bench for another year. Let's
0: focus now on the Deshaun Watson situation because there were interesting reports last night as we... we get a better understanding of the process. I had advocated, number one, identifying all interested teams, number two, finding out which of those teams Deshaun Watson is interested in, and then number three, hoping that an auction for his contract emerges from the teams that he would play for. I saw the reports last night that there's a twist to that. Before the Texans would allow a team to meet with Deshaun Watson, the Texans had to approve the trade proposal that each team brought to the table. And it dawned on me why the Texans are doing this. And credit to Nick Casario for thinking ahead. Because if you do it the way I suggested, there's a chance that Deshaun Watson emerges from the various meetings with only one team that will play for. Then what's your leverage? The we'll just keep him leverage like Seattle had with Russell Wilson when negotiating with the Broncos. You don't have that in Houston. They're desperate to get rid of him. Right. So you've got to get pre-qualification. You've got to get the deals lined up. Basically, the Texans are doing directly what the Packers did indirectly through David Dunn, lining up the acceptable destinations for Aaron Rodgers while he decided where he was going to go. The difference is Rodgers had the Packers on the menu. Watson doesn't have the Texans on the menu. So Panthers, Saints, Browns, Falcons have all made proposals to the Texans that they've signed off on. Yeah. So the trade's going to happen. If these reports from last night, and I'll, anytime I see the exact same report come from multiple people, that tells me somebody's putting it out there. No doubt. It's basically right. an announcement. Right. right? It's not a report. It's yeah. an announcement yeah. that's handed so- to somebody, but they don't want to put their name yeah. on it. Uh, they don't want to do a press release telling the world that this is it, but they're telling the world this is it. That tells me as soon as Watson picks one of these
1: teams, that's where he's going. I, I would think so. I mean, the way it was laid out, that's the way I took it, certainly. You know, what I was surprised was, uh, is like, were all the offers exactly the same? That's what I wanted to know, you know. Or is it just like, hey, that's good enough, and we'll tinker with it when the time comes? Or was it just like, hey, wait, this is what you got to give, give us to have the conversation with Watson, or you don't get to have that? I mean, was there a baseline, like, here's the standard you got to get be. to? It had to be. I guess so. And that, was everybody the same? I, think, I mean, you know, that's where it's interesting, well, too. But how can it be because know. they're all drafted
0: in different spots around one? I don't know if they pull out the old trade chart and they say, well, you know, from the Saints, we want this, this and this. From the Panthers, we take this, this and this. From the Browns, it's that. From the Falcons, it's that. I don't know. I don't know. But if these reports are accurate, and again, these reports are announcements that are funneled through reporters. They are accurate. The Texans have pre-qualified. It's like showing up to look at a house. You got to get pre-qualified for the mortgage before you even walk in the door. These teams had to be pre-qualified before they could even sit down with Deshaun Watson, because the risk is Watson's going to fall in love with the one team that's going to hold out. If there's one team, if you can make a pitch that we're the team and Watson says, screw all the other ones, You set yourself up to steal Watson because the Texans at that point have no leverage. Yeah, right. So this was the only way to do it. So kudos to Nick Casario for figuring that out. If I was the GM of the Texans, I would have screwed that up because there quite possibly would have ultimately been one team that Watson would have waived his no trade clause for. Then I'm stuck. So uh, smart move. Uh, Another move, Chris, that I I think is – it's curious to me. Yeah, Tony Busby, who represents the 22 individuals who have sued Deshaun Watson, and those cases are still pending. Those cases aren't going anywhere unless they're settled or dismissed. They're going to trial at some point, and he'll either win or lose. And there's 22 of them, and and a lot of times civil cases can be coin flips. And I don't know, you flip a coin 22 times and have it come up heads. Good luck with that. I mean, it's just two. It's unless they try them all at once and go all eggs in one basket with one jury, it's not going to be easy to win every one of these. But but Tony Busby reportedly said that, that none of the teams interested in Deshaun Watson have reached out to him or his clients to find out their side of the story. And on one hand, i say, say, oh, you know, there's enough out there that you know their side of the story. But on the other hand, it's like maybe you should talk to him. Maybe prudence requires you to slow down and, and take in everything because you're going to get knocked from a PR standpoint if you trade for Deshaun Watson. Don't you want to be able to say – we turned over every stone. We considered every angle. We talked to everyone we needed to talk to. If you're just getting your information about these cases from Deshaun Watson or his lawyer, you're not getting all the information. So I don't know why you wouldn't want to do it. What, what, it, what does it hurt? Yeah, the worst case scenario is Tony Busby tells you something that you follow up on, and it makes you say, yeah, we're not going to do this trade. Thank God we figured that out before we pulled the trigger. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do it. I understand why they're not doing it. But I think it probably makes sense to check that box because if these cases do go sideways and you've traded for him and you didn't talk to Tony Busby, you're going to hear about it from Tony Busby and your fan base is going to hear about it. And they're going to be like, what, 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 what were you thinking? Why didn't you get this information and step away from the table
1: before it was too late? It's, it's an interesting point, or you raise a good question. I'll say that I, I will. I mean, I, I guess if you're a team, you're going to look at Tony Busby, and uh, I think there's a little bias, right? That you know some of the stuff you're going to get there, you don't know if it's necessarily factor true. Factor that in. Mr. You yeah. factor that in everything I, he says. I, I guess so. You know, the other real reality, at least that you know, kind of hits me in the face, is that teams don't really want to know. They don't really want to know all the details. The teams that are interested here, they just want it to be wait. Is it not so egregious that we'll look like total fools when he gets here? Okay, it's not? It didn't cross that line of so egregious that we're not going to get totally lambasted when he gets to town? Fine. Then we don't really want to hear the details because he's a really good player and we keep watching film and damn, it's good. Oh my gosh, he's going to make our team good. I don't. I, that that to me would be why. I don't think the teams here want to get into all of that. They like just... Kind of, okay, there's an issue, but they still have an image or a view of Deshaun Watson that they don't want to be disrupted right now. That would be at least my thought on the the process there. Well, let's spin it forward,
0: though, yeah. with four suitors at the table, three of which come from the same division. Mm-hmm. If Deshaun Watson – and I was on WFNZ in Charlotte this morning, and and this kind of organically came up during the conversation. I hadn't previously thought of this. If Watson picks the Saints, aren't the Panthers – is it in, isn't it in their interest? I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying we need to be ready for it. Won't the Panthers start spinning this as, yeah, you know, we, we, we decided that after we did our due diligence, then we, we really didn't, you know, we really weren't comfortable. What else are you going to say? Well, we lost him to the Saints. The Saints are better than us. The Saints made a better pitch than us. We really wanted him. He picked the Saints. Sorry. I mean, it becomes in the Panthers' interest to say, "Yeah, you
1: know what? We dodged a bullet
0: on this one." I, I hadn't thought of that before. This kind of morning. a low
1: blow, though. I mean, to but me, I, it's
0: a, whoa, whoa, God, what a shock that an NFL team would no, make a I low just, blow at somebody they don't get. Uh, what a shock that that would happen. You know, I, I'm I not know. saying it's right. I'm just saying I could see them doing it.
1: I I mean I just uh, yeah I mean listen they they they'll probably try to spin it either way I don't you know I don't think that's going to make Watson's agent feel great Wait the guy you just wanted and you were begging us to get now now you're glad you dodged a bullet with them. Oh that's great guys great job that that to me is you know again crossing the line a little bit as far as business ethics yeah. or whatever else I understand Replay it is the makers. NFL but. Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
0: Let me, let me, let me tie it back to our prior point though. It's all the more reason to talk to Tony Busby. You lay the foundation for that eventual argument. See, I think these teams are so caught up in the land rush for Deshaun Watson. They're not thinking about these things. If you want to eventually be able to say low blow or not, we decided to back away from Deshaun Watson. He didn't not pick us. We didn't pick him we talked to Tony Busby. We got some information. We can't share that stuff publicly because it was given to blah 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 BS 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 BS, but if you don't talk to Busby, it's harder to sell that. I guess that that's my point. I don't know why and I understand they're going to get a very skewed justifiably. It's his duty, right? His duty is to cause chaos for Watson in order to get the best possible settlement for his clients. That's how it works. That's how the sausage gets made. So they're not willing to put their hand into the meat grinder on something like this because they know what's going to happen. But if you want to set up the opportunity to say, yeah, we decided to go in a different direction after we learned some of these things, you got to go learn some of those things. You got you got to go talk to Tony Busby. So um, I, th- th- this thing is happening so quickly. I, I just wonder if the teams that are pursuing Deshaun Watson are thinking it through beyond we just want to get him.
1: Mm, yeah, I, I think they are. I don't whether Tony Busby conversation happens. That 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 I don't know. You know that that to me would be. yeah I, I'm not sure all teams would get behind that. Again, you know, for the reasons stated, but I think all these teams are doing their due diligence enough to feel hey comfortable at this point to go. Okay, let's make it happen. And like you've always said, listen, he's a talented player. He's a superstar player to where they're going to swipe some of this stuff under the rug, yes, for, for what they're going to get on the football field. So we'll see where it goes. But, you know, we're getting the feeling that we see the light at the end of the tunnel. Now, now if you're one of these teams, Mike, do they wait a little longer here? I mean, you know, you're not going to pull the trigger quite yet on making the trade, right? You're going to want to see kind of maybe some more developments, or do you think this is going to happen here really shortly? I think if you've come to the table with your offer to the Texans and you've met
0: with Deshaun Watson, once he picks a team, I mean, if you say, man, we want to wait a week, okay, I'll move on to the next one. I I think that that the planets are lined up here and it's just a matter of Watson picking a team. And today is the day of the start of the league year at 4 p.m. Eastern. That's when the cap numbers hit the books and the Texans can offload a net of 24 million in cap dollars, 35 million in cash obligations, and they avoid the $17 million roster bonus fully guaranteed and payable in March of 2023 if they get this resolved ASAP. Another reason not to talk to Tony Busby? Yeah. And this may be ultimately why teams aren't doing it. If you talk to him, Yes and say something he, wrong or whatever well no no okay. if you talk to him and you trade for deshaun watson then you become the pincushion for busby's grandstanding yes. saying you know i told the panthers right. all about this stuff right and they traded for this guy anyway hey carolina panthers fans you need to be asking some tough questions of david tepper you need to be asking some tough questions of matt rule is this just an effort by matt rule to save his ass you know Et cetera, et cetera, et yeah, that's cetera. That's what I meant. They I, don't
1: want to hear that. They don't want to hear that because yeah. some of that they're going to go, wait, I don't even know if it's true or not, but that's just his side. And now he's throwing it on us. And that's that That to me was my point where I don't think that call happened. happen. I'd rather have Busby
0: saying they didn't call than Busby saying they called exactly. and I told him everything and they still traded for him. Because that's how it all came up today on WFNZ in Charlotte. You got some folks in North Carolina who 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 – are skittish about this. I mean, the Panthers have been at the table for a long time, but now it's it's real. Yeah, they right. wanted him last year, but right. it never really materialized. He never wanted them. Now he's at least considering them. Now it's in a position where it could happen. And you got some folks there yeah. who are aren't are you know, aren't very comfortable sure. with the idea of making this trade for Deshaun Watson, not just in light of the allegations, but in light of the stuff that's already been acknowledged. Last year, Rusty Harden in one of his press conferences admitted that these massage therapy sessions lined up through social media at times became consensual sexual encounters. So, uh, and and there were a lot of them. What was the number? North of 40 in a nine month window. I think it was, I'll defer to the facts there, but it was, it was something that made folks say something's not right here. Regardless of what happens in the criminal justice system, the civil justice system, something's wrong with this picture. And I think that, that that's part of what Deshaun Watson needs to consider in making his final determination he played college football in Clemson he kind of know I'm not I'm not I'm trying not to pass judgment on a populace here but this is part of the reality different fan bases different cities are going to react to this differently and if you're going to be looking for a place where the reaction to Deshaun Watson is negative if he shows up as the local team starting quarterback the Panthers are probably at the top of the list of where the reaction will be locally the most negative
1: yeah, I, I mean, will it? I don't know. You, you think that? I think it will. I mean, well, I'm just saying it's all relative. I know. Rela- it's all going to be in negative. No, you're going to deal with ball back no matter where he goes. You know, I, I think if the Panthers a little bit because of what what you said. The 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 Clemson South Carolina you know connection the fact that hey the panthers new facility is going to be in the state of south carolina right yeah. if i if, if, I'm if yeah if, if 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 uh the people in, or the, the
0: the local government ever uh pays the money they're supposed to pay for them to keep building oh, it but eventually right. yeah it will yes, be
1: yeah so i don't know i mean that could be a place where you know, maybe he's got a few more people on his side either way the point being, to to what you're saying, is no matter where he goes, it's going to be blowback. You're going to have to deal with some of that. Not every fan. If you take, you know, 20 fans, you're going to have a handful who are going to go, wait, I don't want that guy. Wait, that guy seems, you know, fishy or dirty for what he did down in Houston, however you want to phrase it. And you're going to have to deal with that. That's going to be part of the territory. You're going to have to take your lumps and hopefully that Deshaun Watson can, you know, continue to act appropriately and kind of grow on, you know, people and city through his play and and what he says into the microphone. I'm looking
0: at the table of contents of playmakers. There is a chapter in part three quarterbacks, Ben Roethlisberger's redemption page 89. It tells the story of how in the aftermath of the second allegation against ben roethlisberger there was a lawsuit in 2009 filed in nevada there was the millageville georgia incident in 2010 same month march and uh in the aftermath of that it was as bad locally in pittsburgh as i've ever seen it for any player on the steelers they were ready to run that guy out of town yeah. they considered trading him to multiple teams. It was bad. I remember tuning into talk radio in Pittsburgh and they were going on, oh, "We've talked about this before. Every petty grievance you could list about Ben Roethlisberger was It was just free for all." But what happens? He plays, he wins, they get to the Super Bowl. By 2011, it's all forgotten. And that's the play that the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Browns are trying to make here. Short-term pain, long-term gain. That's right. They're going to forget about this a year from now. The cases are going to end at some point. Everyone moves on. Everything moves on. It's reality. It's reality. Mike Vick spent two years in prison for dogfighting. Came back and played at a very high level. Got a $100 million contract, sort of. Uh, not really, but but close enough. So I, I, I think that, that that's the understanding here. We're going to take some lumps. There's going to be some pain. There's potentially going to be a suspension. Maybe there'll be a trial in open court where all sorts of embarrassing things are said. But at some point, everyone's going to move on, and we're going to have a quarterback who's among the best in the
1: NFL, and that's all that matters. Yeah, that's what they're hoping for. 100%. And they are. Just, and I'm not gonna... saying that's right or wrong. No, I'm just saying that's right. the that's way it is. the way it is. They're going to weather the storm. I mean, we've seen that, you know, with really good players throughout the history of the NFL. I mean, that, that's but it's part of it. You're right. You're going to have to weather the storm. So that's where, it, hey, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we know the teams that are interested. I thought we would hear Philadelphia's name maybe involved in this at some point. You know, I thought they might be lurking in the shadows. That doesn't sound like it's going to happen. And to me, still, the the just the shocker of the day yesterday was the Cleveland Baker Mayfield, the comment. You know, obviously, there's something going on there behind the scenes for Baker from Mayfield to put that comment out. I mean, between Deshaun Watson, that, I mean, we're certainly not going to be lacking for things to talk about here. And damn, with Baker Mayfield, too, Mike, I mean, I think we hit on it. I mean, that that. The contract situation's really going to make things interesting. And and I don't I think it's going to hurt the value of the trade if Cleveland does want to get rid of them and all that. So I mean there's so many interesting things about, you know, these two quarterbacks and what it does for the rest of the NFL here over the next few weeks. We really have
0: moved into that phase of teams being very concerned about giving a quarterback a second contract that properly values him in relation to all others and when you look at the Aaron Rodgers contract which finally was signed the new money average is 61.9 million and I know it's a short-term extension and he may not even play the full three years but over the next three years when you consider what he's going to make this year and what he will make it's 61.9 million per year in new money average that is an amazing bump over the prior high water mark of 45 million per year in new money. But from Rodgers at 61.9 to Matt Ryan at 30, you've got you've got 10 quarterbacks and you've got a 30 million dollar spread. Where do you drop Baker Mayfield into that range? Where do you drop Kyler Murray into that range? That's going to be the challenge as these young quarterbacks who are good enough for second contracts and want maximum dollars are wrestling with teams, Chris that don't want to pay 45 $50, 55000000 a year. Yeah. They want to wait and see if this guy becomes a true top-five
1: quarterback. Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, it's right. I mean, let's do it. I mean, what's, what's the number for that guy? That guy that you go, okay, he's not a franchise, top-five, you know, top-eight, top-nine superstar, can just pull rabbits out of his butt at any time and make plays happen, right? That guy, let's say Baker Mayfield. I mean, we know. You look at the starting quarterbacks right now. I mean, Tom Brady and Derek Carr, $25 million a year. You know, that that is the low mark of the guys that are established starters once you take the rookies out of the situation. Then you get into like Taysom Hill at $10 million and all of that. So there's $25 million for Brady or Derek Carr, right, before you hit the rookie contracts. Well, I mean, that to me... It would be around the range you'd be looking, to, at least in my opinion, if I was running a team that I'd want to pay Baker Mayfield around that money. 25 $26, 27000000 okay. Yeah, you're good. You're the quarterback. We've invested money in you. The locker room knows you're good. We're paying you way more than anybody else in here, but we're not like just paying you stupid money because you're the quarterback. Uh, that, that to me, I think is the ballpark I'd be looking at. I don't know. You, you tell me what's your thought there. Yeah, I was
0: thinking 30 or so. This Brady contract is weird, and it's even weirder that he comes back to Tampa Bay without any adjustment, although who knows? Maybe he'll sign another extension years into the future that gives him a big pile of money right now. That's what happens. He does these team-friendly deals, and he emerges from the negotiation with a $30 million signing bonus. We should all be so uh, giving and charitable in our team-friendly deals, but um, I'd say that's about right. And Derek Carr is going to be a good test case right. here. They've been talking to him about a new contract. What's he going to get? Where's he land on that range? I've heard forty million a year, and people are like, "Oh my God!" But look at where the market's going. Yeah, right. Look at where the cap's going. Look at where the market is, especially post Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, forty million is going to become the benchmark soon. Fifty million is going to become the benchmark soon. That's just the way it goes. Most important position on the team as the cap starts its movement toward three hundred million a year. You're going to – you know, when we see these big numbers for players, we're like, oh, God, I can't believe he gets that much. Remember, remember, the owner's stuffing it into his coffers, too. As much, it's 50-50 split. So whatever the players are getting
1: collectively, the owners are getting the exact same amount. Yeah, And they own the teams. Yeah. yeah. Now I, I think, you know, when I look at a Derek Carr, again, we're talking about a guy that I think is a level up from Baker Mayfield, a professional, right? I mean, you know, we don't uh, – Derek Carr – you don't worry about what he's going to say in front of a microphone other than, like, oh, that might have been a little too cheesy. I mean, that's, that's about as far as it goes right there. Or, oh, man, he's such a nerd. I mean, that's about as that's, that's all you got to worry about with him. And then the field, he's become a machine. He's a robot, like we've talked about. So I would think, yes, for a guy like that that's top 10-ish in the NFL, yeah, you're dancing around the high 30s, you know, when it's all said and done for a 2022 contract here. Yeah, high 30s, maybe he does hit 40, but somewhere in that 35 to 40 range for sure. Meanwhile, Jeff
0: Duncan pointed out yesterday that as we go to break uh, that the Deshaun Watson back and forth between the Saints and Falcons – could ramp up the rivalry sean payton responded by saying rivalry <laughs> that's good gone but not forgotten oh i love john payton he's still edgy uh, let's he's take a break sitting on a golf course when, he's still edgy <laughs> when we return randy gregory decided to stay with the cowboys until he didn't we'll break that one down when this wednesday edition of pft live continues right after this
2: Ashley, for the love of home.
0: So Randy Gregory was going to stay with the Cowboys, and this is the kind of transaction that the team is allowed to announce because they're keeping one of their own, unless they aren't. Denver Broncos, social media team, great work with the Colbert gift. Amazing. Yeah. Here's my understanding of what happened, and, and there are some hard feelings uh, at play here. Yes. Peter Schaefer, who represents Randy Gregory, yesterday, he wasn't going to say anything about any of it, but the Cowboys are being
1: I know about it too, know, too, Mike, so pointed. I can back
0: you up. Okay, Yeah. Um, Gregory was negotiating with the Broncos and was ready to sign with the Broncos on Monday night. Jerry Jones gets involved. Hey, Randy, you know, we're family. I'm paraphrasing, but we love you. We know you. We've been through a lot together. Let's work this out. And the Cowboys reluctantly match what the Broncos were offering. So Gregory decides to spurn the Broncos and stay with the Cowboys for the same money. Same money. Then comes the contract, and in the contract, and the Cowboys apparently do this for all of their players except for Dak Prescott, there's an ability under the CBA to jeopardize and ultimately nullify a guy's guaranteed money. Now, most teams will only wipe out a guy's guarantees if he's suspended. The Cowboys have language in their contracts, except for Dak Prescott, that says if you're fined under, for example, the substance abuse policy, a policy that has been an issue for Randy Gregory throughout his career. If he's even just fined, his guarantees go away. He's unprotected. If they decide he's not good enough, they can dump him without honoring any future guarantees. So that's an important provision for Randy Gregory because he has a higher potential, no pun intended, than the other players of being fined under the substance abuse policy. And I'm on record. The NFL shouldn't even have a substance abuse policy. If it's not a PED, who the hell cares what guys are doing on their own time? It affects their performance at work. That's a different issue. Then they get cut or they get benched or whatever. But if a guy is is smoking marijuana, especially in a state where it's legal and holy crap, he was going to to Colorado before the, the Cowboys got involved. And now he is going to Colorado, obviously, but they had that language in there and they wouldn't take it out. And Schaefer said, I gave him a chance to take it out. Yeah, And I think Schaefer was also upset because it was represented to him. According to him, I know there's two sides to every story. His position was, they told me to do it for everyone. They didn't say, except Dak Prescott. They said they do it for everyone. Turns out they don't do it for Prescott. It created hard feelings. Gregory thought he was being screwed over a little bit when he decided to, to stay in Dallas. So uh, they gave him a chance to take out the language. They chose not to do it.
1: And so Gregory said, fine, I'm going to Denver. That's that. That's that. That's how it was explained to me, certainly. I mean, you kind of hit it spot on. And, then, you know, in my opinion, it's it's a step too far with that language. It is. You know, I understand they want to protect their assets and all that. But, uh, I mean, as a player, I mean, you put yourself in his shoes. Yeah, I mean, again, you, you know, just it's guaranteed money, money that you got. Wait, I got to pay that back? All right, wait, if I make a mistake – You know, you don't have to pay me in the current drug, you know, policy and how that works in the NFL. If he makes a mistake, he gets suspended. They don't pay him. But yeah, as a player, you know, again, that's just, it's, that's a little much. He felt more comfortable. And that's what I was led to believe too. It was just that language right there that directly affected the whole thing. And that's where, you know, after that, Randy Gregory, hey, so what? You did all those nice things to me and you, you did help me through some tough times in my life. You know, he, didn't feel, he didn't feel good about the, the structure of that contract and goes to a team that is going to know how to use him. You know, he's going to play a defense. He's going to be, you know, their Leonard Floyd guy of that defense. E.J. Everett, who just came from the Rams, been a part of that, you know, system there, you know, was with Brandon Staley a little bit. I mean, that, that's what he's going to do. Outside linebacker, defense end, and he's got the skill set to do it. And we know he's a force to be reckoned with when he's healthy and on the football field. And, and let's make sure people understand exactly
0: why this is an issue for Randy Gregory. He comes through the door in Denver and assuming that's the exact same deal financially, exact yeah, same structure. Right? The only difference is the Broncos aren't going to wipe out guarantees in the event of a fine under the substance abuse policy. And Pete asked, does it apply to any fine, you know, for a quarterback hit or whatever? I haven't heard that it does. No, it's more along the lines of any of these leak policies, not not on field things. So. Gregory gets a $10 million signing bonus. That's not jeopardized by a fine under the substance abuse policy. But then you've got base salary of $4 million this year. It's fully guaranteed. We're not going to cut him over $4 million after giving him $10 million. He gets 2022. The question becomes 2023 because his salary of $14 million next year is fully guaranteed on the way through the door. If he gets fined under the substance abuse policy, if he'd stayed in Dallas, and he has a really bad year on top of it, and they decide after the season— We're moving on from Randy Gregory. You don't have that $14 million anchor. You, You don't have a guaranteed salary. You can rip it up. You can go away. That's what they would do with Ezekiel Elliott right now if his salary wasn't guaranteed. If Ezekiel Elliott had done anything since signing his second contract in 2019 that would have allowed the Cowboys to invalidate the guarantees, they would have, and they would have gotten rid of him by now. The only reason he's on the team is because his contract was structured in a way that guaranteed 2022 last year back in 2021 right that's the way you do the guarantees to ensure a guy is going to be there so if they could have gotten out from under his guaranteed money this year they would have and he'd be gone so that's why it was an issue for Gregory if you combine one fine under the substance abuse policy with a dip in play that makes a cowboy say he's not worth 14 million dollars this year he's gone that's it so that's why it was important. Sure. And I, it people like, say, well, you know, now he's going to Colorado and he has to pay state income taxes. You're protecting that $14 million Yeah. by insisting on that language being removed. If exactly. the Cowboys don't do it, then you don't
1: sign with the Cowboys. It, it's that simple. Yeah, that's right. I mean, first off, the Ezekiel Elliott thing, just to hit on that, it, it's, it's, yeah, they're, they're in a bad spot there. I mean, I'm argu- I would argue that the second-best running back on their team has been paid $15 million a year. You know, I, I wouldn't have done that last year just to hit on that. Dallas with all these salary cap issues. I would not have re-upped that to guarantee it in 2021 for the 2022, right after that 2020 season was over, right? That's when they had to make that decision, right? Uh, somewhere right after the, the Super Bowl between the Bucks and the Chiefs. You know, that would have been no there. As far as Randy Gregory's concerned, you know, yes, you, you said it right. That protects that second year, that $14 million. And again, too, if you're the player, you know, who's a guy who's got his life straight here and, and really going down the right path, but, again, you, you never know. I mean, I'm just, you know, you throw things out. He could be in a car, get pulled over for, oh, he made a right-hand turn on red. Oh, wait, the guy in the back seat, my freaking friend, has, you know, a nugget of marijuana on him. Now I'm in the NFL drug program again. And Dallas takes my money away? They can take my – for that? You know, the, that that's where they look at that. I mean, again, there's just too many things that could happen. There really is. You could be at a bar somebody put something in your drink. You know, again, there's, there's, there's all those things that, you know, I think the agent and the player look at that to go, wait, you know, I, I want to protect my guy and his investment here and my investment here, and I want to protect the player. And that's what, you know, they're, they're thinking on their side. And, you know, here's the bottom line.
0: Because you'll hear from Cowboys fans – and also Cowboys reporters who kind of act like fans. And I made that observation over the weekend. There's a lot of reporters who act like fans, and I don't know if they're just catering to the fans because if you're perceived as being negative toward the team, then the fans hate you and they don't read your stuff. But there will be this cry of, well, that's just how the Cowboys do business, except for Dak Prescott. That's how they do business. That's standard language in these contracts. But, you know, we've called out teams for this in the past, whether it's the Bengals and their contract structure, the Steelers last year with their intransigence on the question of whether or not they'd guarantee money beyond the first year of the tj watt extension and they finally gave in the the idea that that's just how we do business at some point that buckles under the weight of the cba allows you to do business a different way you're choosing to go as far as you're going with wiping out guarantees based upon a fine You don't have to wipe out guarantees based upon a fine. That's not what the CBA says. The CBA gives you the power to do it. It doesn't require you to do it. And if everybody else is only wiping out guarantees in the event of a suspension, this, well, you know, that's how we do it. Sometimes it's important to be flexible. And with Randy Gregory, given his history, it was important for the Cowboys to be flexible. They weren't, so they lost Randy Gregory. They only have themselves to blame. They 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 had a chance. As I said, Schaefer gave them a chance to remove the language from the contract. They chose not to do it, so they lost Randy Gregory. And their loss is Denver's gain. Because now I'm here's shocked. All, whether it's quarterbacks or pass rushers, they're loading up the AFC West, baby.
1: Yeah. Yes, they are. I mean, Denver. I mean, wow. You know, you you look at that, you go, man, Randy Gregory, if Bradley Chubb gets back to where we know he's capable of before he got injured and all that, man, they got they got a force already coming off the, the edge there in Denver. I mean, it is amazing. The arms race that's going on in this division right now. Uh, it's, it's extremely talented on both sides of the football you know the Raiders, they're going to be an interesting team, even though they're the team that went to the playoffs last year, you know, other than the chiefs in the division, they're kind of, uh, again, I don't, they're, they're going to flip that roster over to a degree because it's a, they're going to play a different style of football than the last coaching staff, you know, new England doesn't want to build their team, right? Josh McDaniels, new England, the same way Tom, uh, John Gruden and, and Mike maya. Gruden is how you know, long is it going to take though you know how long does it take to flip the roster that's the problem yeah that'll be the problem right I mean I, you know I, I would hope everybody can at least give them a year to get like some major places and major pieces in place to then okay you know 2023 here come the Raiders and they are a force so you know again they're the playoff team but I look at them as being the less the least talented team in the in the division right now which is pretty amazing to say. And this is one of the realities of bringing the Patriot way
0: to a new organization. This happened in Detroit to Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia. It happened to Josh McDaniels in Denver more than a decade ago. And I think McDaniels has learned from that experience. If you show up with that Bill Belichick, no nonsense, people get pissed off mindset, you have a limited time to turn the team around. So McDaniels needs to operate with a softer touch. Than other Belichick proteges he have knows done, yeah, because you need some time. You right. need to buy some time. You got it. You got to be available to the local media. You got to You got to not piss off the people in the building who thought it was a lot easier under the old regime and right. they really don't like all these new rules and regulations. you got to be very careful about that because you need time to get the players who are going to allow you to do what you're trying
1: to do. Yeah, agreed. agreed. It, it's a different philosophy, so there's got to be a little patient, but I think Josh McDaniels has, has learned those lessons. He He kind of explained that to me pretty in depth you know, uh, at the combine when I got a little do a little sit down interview with him there. To- that was one of the first things he said that he's got to approach Just the fact that he's doing that is a good sign. Agreed. The fact that he's willing to talk about it is a good. Sign. I-, I agree. A hundred percent. All right. So I got a little question for you. AFC West. All right. You got a thousand dollars in your pocket cash right now. You got to lay down the know? money. You know, I mean, cause you're you my. You're a rich, you're a rich SOB. You know, I mean, look at that. I mean, it's a $1,000 shirt. You probably got some gym shorts on and then $1,000 in cash in the pocket there. I mean, probably something like that. You got that.
0: two out of three right. Well, this is a shirt that NBC sent me. I don't know what they paid for. If they paid $1,000, they paid way too much. I do have gym shorts on. I don't have a $1,000 in my pocket. I've been carrying around in my wallet the same $10 bill for months because who uses cash anymore? When we went to L.A. for the Super Bowl, I do have to amend. I did get cash then because that's how you tip the cleaning staff at the hotel. Uh, That's all I've used cash for. In the last year, the only thing I've used cash for is to tip the cleaning staff at the hotels we stayed at in advance. Well, the hey, so I, no,
1: I don't have a thousand. I don't have a thousand dollars in cash because I don't have cash. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, it was stupid of me to say, I mean, you, you'd have to yeah. leave your house to actually spend cash. So that's a hard right. thing to do, you know? And I mean, you've only left once in three years. Uh, yeah, I would think you, you don't two need years. it. <laughs> Sorry. All right. But now I've only left once it. in two years, you how got, dare you? <laughs> I've only left my house once in two years, sir. Do no, not defame that, me by suggesting it's been three years. That 10 year, that $10 you got though, you got to lay it down. You're taking the Chiefs or the field in the AFC West right now? Field. You're taking oh, the field. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. I, like, yes. I, I want to say that. That sounds good. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll take the field. But, I mean, damn, it is the Chiefs. You sure? You sure? I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Too I think much it, uncertainty.
0: Man. Too much uncertainty. What too mu- No, I always take the field. I always take the field. On, I, I mean, last year, Buccaneers of the field. People would have been tempted to say the Buccaneers, and look what happened. So, I mean, you just there's there's too well, much. Oh, we're just talking it's, about the AFC know, now, West now. the though. fields. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. The field's only three, but still, I, I just think oh, if you're going to make these bets over time, always go with the field. You're going to make money over time going with the field. Yeah, because no, over time. The field is is bigger. I know. The field over is bigger, time, I get and it. There's, Too many things that can
1: go haywire for the Chiefs. No, over time, that makes sense. I just don't know if it does with this one. There's this guy named Patrick Mahomes there that last time I checked is kind of good, and they're never out of a game. And they're still even playing crappy football for half of the year last year. We go, whoa, they're going to go to the Super Bowl again. It didn't matter. They got the show. I I mean, I got to see it before I can crown one of these other teams first. I'd put money on the Chiefs still. (laughs) Yeah, I I think
0: the Chargers are going to be a force to be reckoned with and the Broncos. The Raiders, who knows? It is going to take some time. I think the odds that we had up earlier are dead on. The Raiders are going to get left in the dust short term, but they're going to redouble their efforts to try to turn it around quickly. Let's take a break. When we return, Tom Brady Sr. has found someone to blame for Tom Brady Jr.'s 40-day NFL retirement. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this.